0: Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate right the Record podcast, episode 40. Oh Uh-oh, better get that social insurance ready because we are sure getting old around here. <laughs> Ow, that, that hurts all of my sore joints and bones. Exactly, Oy. your sore and aging hosts of the day are Chris and...
1: Savannah, who is one day closer to her demise.
0: Well, at least we're not 40 yet, just the podcast is right Thank now. God. Yeah. Episode 40. We made it to another like decade, not decade, but whatever the, the 10 milestone thing. Whatever. You know what I mean? We are there now and that's pretty interesting. So thank you very much for not only tuning to this episode, but if you've been here for quite a while through 40 episodes, thank you for joining us and making it this far.
1: Yay, thank you.
0: The fact that you've tolerated us this much already is uh, baffling, but uh, we are very grateful.
1: Even my family can't handle me and you've handled me for 40 episodes. Thank you. I thank you.
0: Exactly. That's the best part about the kindness of strangers. They'll just forgive your flaws
1: yeah and ignorance (laughs) is bliss baby
0: absolutely but yeah episode 40 today for the podcast and i mean we're talking about an album that i chose out today and uh this is although technically not the second time a band has appeared on the show it's second time an artist has appeared on the show more than once and of course that's trent reznor because he is part of how to destroy angels it's not even Nine Shells or Trent Reznor Side Project. It's its own band. But regardless, we are looking at their album "Welcome Oblivion" today. But I, of course, of course, as I usually do, get ahead of myself. First off, I want to say. If you like what you see today, make sure you hit like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow, yes. whatever. I think I said everything already. Regardless, do all those things. Help us build the musical community. We want you to be a part of it, as always. So, yeah, go ahead. Do all those wonderful things. And, of course, remember, when you subscribe, we're trying to hit 100 on YouTube. And when we do, we're going to start giving away records. And we could very well be giving away records that looked like this. You know, How to Destroy Woo-hoo. Angels, Welcome Oblivion. Uh, oh, not yeah, this particular copy. I've had this for over a decade. Uh, but... We could very well buy you one and send it your way, but we have to get to hundred subscribers first before you get that chance. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button.
1: And I will personally send you a $5 McDonald's gift card as well.
0: The amount of money you're going to spend on this podcast.
1: Yeah. But someone has to claim it. Right. So I could just say, yeah, I'll give you 20 bucks, but if someone doesn't call me on it, I ain't giving 20 bucks. So I just need that one person to call me on it and go, yeah, I'll take your $5. And I'm like, all right. Well, I'm gonna stop saying that then. So
0: yeah, exactly. Because you you can't do this podcast from under a bridge, okay? Ooh, Ooh. don't even try it.
1: <laughs> sounds like a good idea. Let's do another Chili Peppers album
0: <laughs> or a Nirvana one because he slept under a fucking bridge. I mean, there you go. Fair, Something in the fair.
1: way. oh yeah yeah. I like that song. It's good.
0: Didn't it rate number one when you did it? Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> there you <sure>. go, exactly. <laughs> and it made a comeback recently. But anyways, we are getting way off target here. We have to talk about today's album, episode 40, how to destroy angels with welcome, oblivion. But before we do that, I just want to say welcome to everyone who's been here before. Glad you're here to join us for this episode 40 Spectacular, even though we have like literally nothing to celebrate with. But if you are new here, welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. Have a lot of fun. You probably don't know what we do here on the podcast. I'll explain it real quick. Each week, Savannah and I will choose an album, be completely random, like our own choice, whatever. Maybe it's celebrating some sort of big anniversary, which has uh, there's been quite a few of those and there's still more coming. And of course, we do request. We've done a number of them already, and we may have one coming up next week. But regardless, we do choose an album. We discuss it at length. We rank the songs, and then we rank the, record. the record! There you go. You kind of caught on that time. Like, more so than, uh, like, I think last time. <laughs> well,
1: maybe if I actually had a sound pad machine dealio, it would be on time all the time.
0: That joke is now buried in the ground. You're never getting your damn soundboard. <sighs>
1: oh, my God. I just want one so I could turn it up and be and louder invest. than you. I just... <sighs> I will invest or find nobody's getting a $5 gift card. No one's getting that 20 bucks. I want my goddamn sound machine. I
0: was going to say you can invest or you can beg our listeners to go to Kofi.com slash rate the record and support the show financially. If you so wish it's completely optional, but Savannah really wants that soundboard. And we also want to build this channel bigger and better. And that's a good way to do it. And you will get perks for doing it. So check out Kofi.com slash rate the record. If you want to support the show financially, be part of the RTR club. And by the way, too, go to, uh, if you want to find that link, you can find it at ratetherecord.ca. I should just mention that, too. All of our social medias, all of our streaming links, and, yes, koficom slash record. It's over at ratetherecord.ca.
1: <sighs>
0: <sighs> I got to learn to breathe.
1: Uh-huh. In through the nose, out through
0: the mouth. That just slows down your heart. My heart's fine, I think.
1: <laughs> it's be- it's beating so fast, and I love it.
0: I think it's just stopping now at this oh. point. Uh-oh. Well, anyways, well, I try to go ahead and uh, get my heart to... Pump back more blood into my brain here. We need uh, to have Savannah read the disclaimer about the show, and the disclaimer is basically just making sure that we're all cool things, that we can agree to disagree, and even if we don't agree, the idea is we can have a good musical discussion and be a nice, peaceful musical community. So what is the disclaimer? Short form, don't
1: be a dick. Long form. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss on Rate the Record regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of assault.
0: Hey, there you go. I'm running out of things to do each week. I'm just yeah. I'm just making weird movements now. Hey, look at me. I'm doing so, things. Soon I'm going to look up
1: from reading and you'll be doing a handstand in the back. I'll be hanging
0: from the ceiling by my ankles.
1: <laughs> doing it all upside down while your face is beet red.
0: And I pass out like about five minutes into the podcast. He was like well i guess we'll just skip the album now
1: (laughs) to be fair to be fair you kind of carry the flow of the show so if you were passed out upside down from your ceiling i'd be like uh (laughs) so how you guys do it you just
0: like i was i was assuming you just sit there in silence for a while and then randomly interject (laughs) when nothing is said
1: yep (laughs) that's it
0: and then you'll start into the camera and be like, it makes my brain feel good. <laughs> Call see out. this is
1: why I need a soundboard. <laughs> just press them. That's it. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. put it on
0: your phone, then hold your phone up to the microphone, and there you go. Boom. You can download a free yeah. soundboard on your phone. Mm, I'll yeah. do it next week and I'll even like I'll just I'll record a bunch of sound bites and just put them in there.
1: Yeah, but it's not nearly as fun. And the buttons, they're tactile.
0: Supposing so, but that's for another day, I suppose, because we got to start talking about this album. It's been a little bit now. We kind of going off track, as we usually do. But yes, it is time to start discussing, discussing, discussion, discussing the album, How to Destroy Angels. But before we do that, I will tell you a little bit about the band and the album itself. But the good news is, there's not a lot to say because this was kind of a short-lived band assuming it's even around or not anymore, I don't know, but How to Destroy Angels is or was, again, I'm not certain at this point, a post-industrial act out of Los Angeles, California. It's unclear when the band first formed, but they did release their first self-titled EP in 2010. The band consists of husband and wife, pairing Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails and Mary Queen Mandig, formerly of the band West Indian Girl, along with fellow Nine Inch Nails member Atticus Ross and former longtime art director of Nine Inch Nails, Rob Sheridan. How many times am I going to say that name today <laughs> just from the description alone like the first sentence there anyways yeah th- th- those are the four people in it though the band is self-produced and works through trent Reznor's ghost label the null corporation they signed to columbia records in 2012 and released their second ep an omen which featured the f- first cuts of songs such as keep it together ice age and the loop closes but welcome oblivion the band's first and to date of recording this only full-length release was brought out on March 5th 2013 the album was self-produced and released was released through Columbia Records the album received generally positive reviews though most critics frequently noted the similarities to Trent Reznor's work in 9 inch nails look there's that name again yeah the album managed to hit number 30 on the US Billboard charts as well as number 8 on the US Alternative charts and number 2 on the US Electronic charts. So that's pretty cool. Aside from the tracks featured on their An Omen EP, the only single to be released from this album was How Long.
1: Ah, uh, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Definitely. Interesting.
0: One of the easier ones to really get caught onto in this album. Yeah. Good introduction song even though it's not the introduction to the album.
1: Interesting.
0: Speaking of the introduction to the album, we can get into it right now by talking about the song that introduces the album number one, The Wake Up.
1: Ah, So uh, now, even though this is a Trent Reznor vehicle, I wasn't really sure what to expect because, you know, I I know that some people that are known for a specific style can always just veer hard left and just do something completely different. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm listening to it going, what the hell do I have to listen to? Because I thought it was just going to be beeps and bloops and, you know, robot voices. but My next note just says, okay, this isn't too bad. I was getting into it. I very, very much like the hook. Like super into it, very catchy. Kind of disappointed that the song is just over a minute and a half. I don't know what else they would have done other than just repeat it again, which I would have been okay with. Um, The dreamy vocalizations with that hook, just, I like it. I like that a lot. So it was very nice for an introduction of something I had no idea what I was getting into.
0: Yeah, it's only a minute forty-three, so it's pretty short. Like, there's mm-hmm. not a not a whole lot to take in, but at the same time, there kind of is. Like, there's just a lot going on with effects and like layering and everything like that, yeah. and things just kind of going back and forth between the headphones and everything. A very appropriate start to the album, it kind of lets you know that you're in for something like a little different and noisy. I guess on that note, yeah. And there's there's so many small and subtle like little layers just cake through the entire track, as I kind of like already alluded to before. It's great that they put this much care into a track that's so short and mainly just meant to welcome you to the album, I guess. Welcome to Oblivion or Welcome Oblivion, huh? Anyways, (laughs) if this honestly, this song made me feel like I was tuning into a secret broadcast.
1: Yeah. And like the cutting in and out of the or cutting in and out with the vocals at the end, to me, kind of felt like you're like sort of drifting in and out of consciousness. Yeah. So like that was kind of cool. There
0: was there was a lot of feelings like that on this album, too, just with the way it's presented, because like. Yeah, as most critics say, you can hear like a lot of touches of Nine Inch Nails in here. I mean, that's just Trent and Atticus in the band. And obviously that's what they're known for. Yeah. but I mean, uh, like Mary Queen has her own ideas, obviously, and brought those into the band. So that's what gave it like a lot of like more of a dreamy, flowy aspect to everything, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, this song is definitely what what, uh, Max Headroom's broadcast disruption would have sounded like in 2013. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I find that just, oh, it's so creepy, but so interesting
0: all the creepypastas that came out about it, but it's literally just a guy who hacked the waves. It's, a, it's not even that it's supposed to be a scary story, but the mask yeah. I think is what made it really unsettling.
1: Yeah. I like it.
0: Alrighty then. We'll move on to song number two. Uh, one of the singles from the EP that prior to this album, keep it together. There's even a music video for it. Although it's just like an in-studio performance type thing.
1: I find that the, the female voice and I'm just going to sort of refer to them as male voice, female voice or whatnot. I find it just easier that way. Um, I find that her voice is very delicate in comparison to the music and the juxtaposition feels kind of like eerie in an interesting way. It's like, I don't know, it wouldn't feel the same if you had screaming lyrics over like light music, but light sort of, I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than like a a music box. It's like a unsettling kind of, oh my God, but I like it. I like it. Um, I do like that the song is called keep it together, but when the voices are singing together, they aren't in sync, but it does sound like they're trying. So it sounds like they're trying to keep it together, but they're just not. And I, I kind of like that sort of theory and that idea.
0: If it's fair enough, like in the, the, the course they say, I can't keep it together. So like, there you go. That that. works even better than,
1: yeah, I like that a lot
0: this song is like has one of the weirdest like constructed drum loops I've heard in the track like as far back as I can remember type thing. Yeah. It's, just, it's so strange the way it was done. Like I I loved like the heavy effects on it and everything like that. Just it's, it's hard to explain because there's just so much happening with it. Like a lot of like delay and just like off beats and everything like that it just sounds really cool. And I mean in the right sound system and headphones that synth bass that kind of goes through the entire song can be just mm-hmm. absolutely pummeling mm-hmm. like if you have like a subwoofer it's going to destroy your fucking house
1: oh my god so i would always sort of i don't know look judgmentally on people who would play stuff like that in their vehicles i'm like why would you want your like windows rattling but as i'm listening to them in my headphones i'm like i could i could literally feel and i say literally knowing what it means feel my brain getting knocked from one side of my skull to the other.
0: You can feel your oh. eardrums rattling and it kind of makes your ears oh. tickle a bit. Oh, my God. Yes.
1: <laughs> but I didn't turn it off because I was like, this feels cool. And it's not often that I listen to music like this. So when I do it, actually, like, it stops me and I notice it right away.
0: Well, aside from how bassy it is, there's nothing too abrasive about this song. So yeah. it, it's still technically easy to listen to as so long as you can handle bass.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I can
0: handle bass. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But yeah, this is just a, like a very dark earth, earth shaking like synth groove and everything like that. So I really like it. Uh, yeah. Mary Queen's vocals are like really great on this. I do like, again, it has that eerie quality to it because like, I don't know what certain chords or chord stylings are called. Like, you know, your, your minors, your majors, minor sixth, yeah. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not really good with that stuff or music theory, but there's definitely a lot of, a lot of weird chord stuff going on between what's happening instrumentally and her vocals. And it happens a lot in this album. So I think that just, it works out really well. It gives it a very ha- haunting quality. Like yeah. her higher area vocals are like very dark and foreboding on the groove as well. So just, I don't know, it just, it gives that really kind of cool vibe to it.
1: Yeah, I think the the image that I got was like, I'm walking down a musty old hallway in an old castle. The lights are flickering and I'm hearing voices coming from the walls.
0: <laughs> Most songs in this album made me feel like I was just like in some sort of void that was like with, uh, had like strange foggy pulsing lights. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. It wasn't just me. I thought I was just on drugs.
0: And actually, I have that exact note somewhere in this album. I don't remember yeah. where, but they would fit in almost anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of quiet guitar layers in this one too, which, which are a really nice, nice textural touch. I find, find because like, again, they're not doing much to stand up, but at the same time, they, they add to the soundscape of what's happening. Like they're, they add to the, as I said, like they just add to like the quiet atmosphere overall. And like the vocal structuring, yeah, in the refrain of like, I can't keep it together. I always thought that was really cool. It's a little disorienting, but it sounds great. Like, especially as the layered harmonies start to come in, because you just hear that, like that one big, like harmonious push kind of come in towards the end of the song. So I thought that was really great too. It is a fairly repetitive track and like a lot of tracks on this album kind of are like that, but I mean... This one specifically, like the harmonies make it such a lush and really interesting experience. So I'm not even really bothered by it.
1: Yeah. I don't think I really cared about repetition until at, at least halfway through the album, which on my track record, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it, I get annoyed so much sooner.
0: Yeah. You were that interested all the way to that point. So yeah, yeah. So that is good news. Hell yeah. Alrighty then. So we'll move on to song number three, probably one of my favorite song titles of all time. And the sky began to scream just like right off the top. The title of this track is amazing. It like, it really builds some terrifying mental imagery. It, like at least in my head, but like the music on top of it just feeds it so well.
1: Yeah. Like some of these sounds in this song, they're so familiar to me, but it's like, I don't know why. Like, is it a sample of dial-up internet? Is someone just standing there shaking an aluminum sheet? Like, I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I know that, but I can't place it. So maybe I've heard it in a Nine Inch Nails song or something else. But uh, I don't know. I feel like the familiarity is kind of endearing. And I'm like, oh, I, I know it's like a deja vu. I know this, but it's brand new. I kind of like that.
0: Yeah, like there is, there's, there's so so many weird things happening in this song, and like I I do love like those noisy like sample loops that just kind of keep happening as the intro's building and everything like that. So I thought that was really cool. It's got energy, it's unsettling, and like it's just a little unhinged overall, but it works really well. Uh-huh. I had I had a point about it too, and I just can't remember it. And it's not, it wasn't in my notes either. It was like literally as you were saying something, something popped up in my head about it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But now I don't remember, so I guess it wasn't important.
1: Well, I guess nothing I say makes sense. Okay.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but as your name implies, at least you're funny. At least
1: I'm funny. I don't got the looks, but at least I'm funny.
0: There you go. I am best host. The one who forgets everything. <laughs> so. I mean, as if others like, songs on this album, like, don't, like, don't. God, I'm just mixing up all my words now. You can tell the kind of day it's been. Other songs, like, to follow don't do this as well. I, not to say that that does happen because it doesn't. Uh, the song does a really good job at uh, giving, like, that eerie, haunted atmosphere. Uh-huh. Like, I, we've already kind of had a touch of it, but this one in particular is just... I don't know like this one does it so much better and the vocals are so ghostly on the instrumentals too it just like again just kind of really thickens that fog for you
1: yeah.
0: especially the uh the muffled middle portion that lasts like 15 seconds uh when I think sh- I think the lyrics are all this time I warned you or something like that is what she says but it just kind of uh, like drifts so, through the fog it's just like wow so it's eerie the music is scary and I love it
1: yeah yeah like, I, I did notice um, in my heavy-duty headphones just a just a panning sort of back and forth, left to right, but it wasn't like a zoom all the way to the right, all the way to the left. It was just ever so slightly that it was really interesting because every time I listened to the song, which admittedly I did listen to this album, I think four times, and every time it's just, I'm paying attention to what I can hear in the right, what I can hear in the left, paying more attention to the panning. And it's like every time I listen to this, there's something new to listen to, not something new that I'm discovering, but I'm choosing to pick something. And I don't even think I've picked every layer to listen to. There's just there's so much more to focus on. But I just found it so interesting.
0: And that's what really uh, makes this album such a treat to listen to multiple times, because sometimes it's hard to listen to an album more than once, depending on what it is. But then like something like this, it's one of those things you'll keep hearing more as you listen to it more. And again, I've been listening to this ever since it came out. So and I'm pretty sure I still haven't found everything. Like even like listening closely and critically in headphones, I'm just like, Oh, something's happening. And I kind of like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I do really like that. The, male voices in the background supporting the female and it's not vice versa where you would normally hear a female backup singer. So having her voice out there and then him sort of harmonizing and, and coming in behind is different, but different in a way that I wish it happened more often.
0: I feel like it kind of does in this album, like not all the time, but like, Oh, uh, just in general. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like this album i like that i like that idea that he's like you know what this is for you this is yours well I and like that.
0: that could also like it, it could be a multitude of reasons but i think another big part of that was trent didn't want people to think this about nine Schnells while hearing this although i mean it's kind of hard to yeah uh but like so yeah he he came through with harmonies and everything yeah and the, like the background stuff But he yeah, he didn't want to like take some sort of charge on this, like when they play live, like he does his background vocals, but then he like plays guitar and that's it.
1: Yeah, that's that that's a sign of someone who knows that not knows their place, but like they don't have anything to prove they're doing this for the love of doing it. They're not doing it to say, hey, look at me, look at me which is super respectable he doesn't even need to say look at me look at me anymore everyone's gonna look at him anyways
0: i would say he's trying to at this point he's just pushing his wife center stage it's like mm-hmm. look at her she is the she's the front woman
1: yeah super respectable i like that
0: um and just the only other note i have about this track too is that i love the refrain on the back half of the track again with the uh, like the the male vocal v- vocals coming in like it's trent and i could be wrong but i think rob's sheridan is in there i was gonna, I was gonna say robert smith it's definitely not robert smith <laughs> He's not part of this project. Maybe he was an yeah. influence, but he's not part of this project. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's Rob Sheridan doing even quieter background stuff, oh, but I could be wrong. Okay. It doesn't really list it in the notes. So I don't know who does what. Yeah. Although some parts are more obvious than others. Um, I love how it starts simple, but like additional vocal layers, vocal layers keep building more and more into it. Mm-hmm. That and the instrumentals just keep building too. So like there's re- just a lot of tension being built. And I thought that was really interesting and I don't, I I don't know. I I had to go back and forth on this one because I don't usually like abrupt endings. Yeah. It can be done well sometimes, but like, I'm not certain how else this song could have ended just the way it was going. Yeah. I kind of like the off the cliff motion at the end there, just because it just cuts right off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess some songs it's like, if you fade out, you're either going to fade out and it's going to be a little uncomfortable or you're going to point out, Oh, they could have ended here. So it's probably just easier for them to be like, you know what? We're done. That's it.
0: Yeah. And again, like, I, I don't think it would have sounded good drifting out. I don't think it would have sounded good, like repeating something like this song yeah. uses its time properly, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And the only other thing I'll say about this, it's not even my notes, but I was talking about how much I love the title of this song. And like, I don't know, more mental imagery, I guess, is because like, I just imagine like being outside on this kind of like weird, windy gray day and just like something feels unsettling in the atmosphere and then you can hear this like very distant screaming, but it's not coming from one particular direction. It's coming from kind of like everywhere. So you don't know what's going on. And it just kind of, it gives you that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach. And
1: then like, the ca- camera's in front of you and you're looking around and spinning around and no one's yeah, around. Leaf, but leaves are blowing field. around
0: and stuff. No one else is around. Yeah. And just like the question is never answered of where the screams are coming from. You just, you hear it and like, just, I need to like leave earth yeah. now.
1: You drop to your knees and you grab your ears. You're just,
0: that's yeah. all you could really do at that point. Drop into the fetal position and shake because like even if you go inside you're going to hear it like yeah. you are like you've either lost your mind or something is happening. Yeah,
1: the call is coming from inside the house.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> the call is coming from the sky. <laughs> even scary. We can all we all we all accept the long distance charges. We have no oh. choice.
1: Oh my god, that's freaky. Oh, freaky.
0: All righty then. We'll move on to song number 4, the title track of the album Welcome Oblivion.
1: Now I know that you said how long was an actual single but was this any sort of released single?
0: No. Okay. Not that it, I recall at all.
1: To me it gives it gives me cohesive single vibes. Like it sounds very put together, more like a they put it together to present to somebody and that's not a bad thing because I like I like it. Yeah. Um I actually, despite what I've said 39 episodes, uh, for the last 39 episodes, um, I don't mind the vocal reverb, even though it's just repeating the same lines that she's saying. Yeah. It feels like it adds to, like, the desperate sound of her singing, and I, I like that because it's kind of like you're you're like screaming into like a chasm and then you're getting the echo back at you and you're the only one there but you're just yelling into it and I don't know I everything's so eerie but like eerie and I give me more of this like a I just watched a psychological thriller sort of eerie
0: yeah, it's kind of like, it reminds me of like, you know, scre- like trying to scream in a nightmare or something like that. Yeah. How like, it, even if you do manage to get sound out, it's it's not it feels like it's not coming from you type thing. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. a, it's a really weird feeling and they kind of did that well. And then the chorus sounds like this one entity. Like, I think the one on the cover of the album, like this one approaches you saying, you know what you have done. Welcome, Oblivion.
1: And like, he has <laughs> his hand out with really, really long fingers and is just well, It's an alien. Becking, beckoning, beckoning <laughs> (laughs)
0: you forward oh yeah i I think it's all really cool too and like i do like how uh mary queen like changed up to doing yelling in the verses and everything like that like this is the this is one of those tracks where this feels more suited than the soft vocals Mm -hmm. so i thought that was really cool i love how it's heavily echoed it kind of gives like as again this dizzying nightmarish quality to it so i really enjoyed that um I adore the guitar in this song because it's so fucking unorthodox and just so weirdly composed. And that's that's just Trent being awesome. Yeah, um, It's such an unconventional style of riff and it just, it, it sounds like it's malfunctioning. It continues on in the course and just like, I can't get enough of it. I actually tried learning it on guitar too. It's not entirely complicated, but learning how to play it on guitar. I looked at it just like looking down my car. I thought to myself, I would never write something like this. I, like I would want to, but I, yeah. I I don't have it in me to write something this something this unique.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Like I mean, disclaimer, I'm not a guitar player, but uh I can do just like basic three note chords, you know? Yeah. Um, but just watching, like I, I like watching guitarists talk about how they've composed songs, and sometimes they're like, "Well, I just took this G chord, then I I moved my middle finger two notes, then I added my pinky, and then I threw my sixth finger in there, and then we came out." <laughs> I with just this. started tapping. Yeah, and it's like, and then it sounded like heaven, and I'm like, like like what (laughs) like I don't know if if you have that much music theory that you can kind of you know do the mathematics where you're like oh this will sound okay if I do this or if you're literally just looking at your hand shapes going yeah all right and then that's it and then million dollar idea it's wild it's some people's brains you know (laughs) Holy
0: crap. I I know that there's some musicians who, like, are kind of self-taught and they they just kind of play something that they think sounds good. So it's not basically, it's not just, like, your typical kind of riffing, but, like, you play something weird and you don't know how to describe it, but you know how to play it. Uh, I I know Trent was taught to play piano from a very early age and that obviously carried on through his life and, like, how he kind of progressed with that, so... You can definitely hear it in his compositions through Nine Inch Nails, How to Destroy Angels, like yeah. his his movie scoring that he does. It's all there. As a matter of fact, I kind of uh, I'll comment on that a little later too about some of the piano stuff that kind of comes later on in the album.
1: Yeah,
0: it's really really cool.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, but yeah, the, the chorus of this song too just feels so grand to me. Like texturally, it's like texturally, it's it's pretty flat to be honest. But overall, it has this very expansive, like IMAX kind of feeling to it. So I mean, I mean, flat just mean like it's not giving me like a lot of hills and bumps. It's just like it's spread out like so goddamn far. Yeah. So like there's a lot to experience and take in, but it's just not like popping out at you kind of thing. But it works well this way, and I kind of like it for that. It's not trying to do too much. Uh, it's a fantastic title track and just a fantastic track all around. Like yeah. it had energy and intensity, still managing to be like dark and moody. Uh just a multi-layered black icing cake, and I want it continuously force-fed to me. Don't worry about the diabetes; I'll take care of that later. Just force-feed yeah. me your gothic cake.
1: Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Doesn't even matter. Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I find that this this track kind of feels like a transitional track, even though it's almost four minutes long. But not in the way that's insignificant. I think that was really just my way of describing what you said about it, sort of being flat in a way where it's, I anything that I say is going to sound like a negative, but it's definitely not because I want to say the word droning. It's very droning.
0: It, well, it has droning qualities. Yeah, to it too,
1: and it's it's not like oh my god I hate this. It's just it's consistent and very. I don't know. It's, it's just progressing forward on a flat plane. And I'm, I'm in the car. I'm on the ride. I'm cool with it. Um, I did like the synth, I guess their synth strings at the end. Uh, they got louder and peeking through and then ending the song uh, is a nice touch. It just kind of gets up there and then the song ends. Uh, it amps up. The what the hell did I write? It amps up the end and takes it away, but it's not unsatisfying. Right. So like it ending wasn't like, oh, my God, I wanted more the more of that. It was kind of like when it amps up and then the next song starts. So I feel like it just sort of bled in to the next to the next idea, which there are a lot of things in this. Well, so far that normally I bitch about. But I feel like they were performed in a way that fit. So they didn't stick out to me in a negative way as much as I've heard in the past. And I feel like I'm kind of like ruining my whole aura by just being like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, this is fine. Man, I'm supposed to be the angry one. What is this? Yeah, that's the
0: The show is supposed to open you up to more things It's uh, supposed to challenge your views. Oh my God. No, I am stuck in my ways. Leave me. Okay. Here. In the past you've been thankful and now you're not thankful. You, you need to land on one side or the other. No, <laughs> As you talk about brand. not being able to land on one side or the other.
1: That's the brand. But yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm hearing and I'm like, no, you know what? I, I like this because I feel like they were executed in a way that is pleasing to everybody even someone who doesn't like stuff like this you're listening to it going okay okay i i respect it i definitely i see what they're going for
0: yeah like it's a it's a little different like outside of the walls of like what you would expect like a typical rock track or something like that or like an alt rock track but at the same time like there's still that air familiarity and like it's not so wild that you're, it's going to put you off. Like again, if you're super stubborn, if you're like legitimately super stubborn in music, then maybe I could see why you wouldn't like it. But like, other than that, there's not, not that you have to like it, but like you can at least appreciate what's happening in here. Like it's, it still sounds great compositionally. Like, er, like even with the droning qualities of it, like there's still like, there's still melodies in there. There's still harmonies in there. That sounds super interesting. Like, so many textures and so many layers just like i don't know the song has got kind of everything to it so that's why it's such a great title track mm-hmm. if I you're gonna agree. have a title track you you need to make it like a big song you need to make it something huge it doesn't have to be a single but mm-hmm. it has to be like stand out a bit sometimes
1: that's the one that someone goes to first right so
0: yeah like imagine hotel california didn't have hotel california on it like it would have been a weird album at that point because hotel california would just like launch that album then you finally get it
1: And Hotel California ends up being on the following album. How hilarious would that be?
0: Or then they try to do like Hotel California part two or something like that. Like get out of here. (laughs) I don't even know where I'm going with that. So we might as well move on. Yeah. We'll move on to song number five. Another one of those quote unquote singles from the uh, the original EP, Ice Age.
1: Ooh, it really threw me for a loop here. I did not expect this. Um, Now, I mean... Personal opinion, I can hear Cheryl Crow singing this, and I don't know how much I like that just because I don't I don't like her. It's just it's just the music in behind it. I'm like, Maybe? I can I can see this. Um music catchy as hell. Um, I do imagine Trent Reznor on stage, like like just the two of them on stage, but he's in the far back corner with one spotlight on him, all dressed in black, playing a ukulele.
0: I think it might be a banjo uh, if'm I don't know
1: I'll, I'll take it it's a hilarious uh vision because I'm not picturing what he looks like now. I'm picturing what he looked like 20 years ago
0: oh yeah uh, and actually kind of funny note on that when they do play live they usually all wear white mm. so it's not even just black they really? like white pants white shirt white shoes white everything
1: interesting okay because uh
0: they they have they've done a handful of live shows in the past like they played coachella at 2012 i remember i live streamed oh. it too such a unique experience to watch i i miss them when they came to toronto i'm kind of frustrated and at this point i don't know if i'm ever going to see them because again like they haven't done anything in like nine years yeah yeah i think they did like maybe a song for like a soundtrack i don't even remember but yeah they haven't really done anything i don't my
1: know my chemical romance got back together so i would hold out hope yeah and but, they're married so i mean it's not like they they,
0: might. they got like five kids and rob sheridan now lives like up the coast from them type thing and i mean trent's going on tour with nine inch nails right now so i mean there's just no time who knows who knows they never yeah they never did turn down the idea of doing a reunion so never oh, know, interesting they don't they just don't talk about it but the idea is like it was never it's never said no
1: yeah interesting
0: but yeah, Ice Age, like the song is quite the change of pace. If, if, as you said, you weren't expecting it. So it took you by surprise oh. how you went from bleep bloop to like pure percussive acoustic <laughs> type setup. It's like, wow, what happened yeah. here? Did their studio burn down for a day? Yeah. Like what happened like, here?
1: You, you check the, the album listing going, am I still, did it go into shuffle? Like, am I still listening to this?
0: It's like way less reliant on electronics. There still technically is, but like it's again way more minimal than any other track on this album. Most everything on this done is done practically through acoustic and percussive style, as I already said. So I think that's really, really cool touch that they went this different with it and it still sounded good in the process. Yeah. Uh, It's a really nice display of Mary Queen's clean, unprocessed vocals. So I thought that was also like good to show that. The girl can sing she's there i mean not that i ever doubted it but at the same time just like here's your proof like this song is it
1: yeah yeah
0: uh like this sound i wrote, i like this note this sounds what a, like a, what a lullaby would sound like sung to your baby when you yourself grew up as a nine inch nails fan
1: oh my god yeah
0: even lyrically being as dark as it is realistically just like i'm waiting for the end to come that's essentially what the lyrics are and so you're just playing this to your baby, trying to lull them to sleep. And you're like, you're going to die one day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's uh, a spooky.
0: See, so my, my spooky. girlfriend and I don't plan on having kids, but if we ever did, this would be yeah. the lullaby. I need to be sung to the baby. Yeah.
1: i uh just a secret personal personal life thing uh i inherited teenagers while they were teenagers so if i tried that they'd they'd be like in the last will and
0: testament you inherited teenagers
1: (laughs) i did i did i got into a relationship had teenagers and uh yeah so if i ever tried to sing to them they would just be like could you stop and then put their headphones back on?
0: <laughs> listen to Little Uzi Verge or something. I'll I don't know find, what they listen to. Oh, hell no. Oh,
1: hell I, I, no. I,
0: I, I do not know these children at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me me neither. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. um, Yeah, I don't know. I kind of found that the music was novel at the beginning, but sort of by the three-minute mark, I was like, okay, are we going to do something else? But at the end, there's like, I guess, I don't know how to describe some of these sounds other than like, squealing I guess it's squealing um I like the squealing at the end it added something else um perhaps if it came earlier in the song I would have grown tired of it so I'm really glad that it came closer to the end because I'm like oh like this song is starting to sound repetitive and then something else happens and it ends and I'm like oh okay you did you literally did not give me a chance to get tired of it so thank you for that I was glad
0: Which is interesting, considering it's an almost seven-minute song. Yeah,
1: there. Okay, now I know. I know somewhere uh, coming up, I have this as a note, but there are a lot of these longer songs that I don't know whether it's because I am starting to know what to expect, or if it's just I don't care that it's that long. But that's possible. I think there's only one or two that I'm like, okay, like a little long. And they're only like four minutes, but these six, seven minute ones, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's all good.
0: I, I, I'm i kind of the same way. There are some notes coming up about length of song, although I'm some of the, I'm on some of the longer ones for that one, but there's a yeah. reason for it. I mean, whatever. Just because I picked the album doesn't mean I'm being completely perfect with it. Ooh, wow. Oh, I've shit <laughs> on a
1: lot of the ones that I've picked myself. So understood.
0: Uh, I, I, I Why do I feel like they might be some of the same ones? Ooh. We will see. We will see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like my only other note with Ice Age is like I, I do say that I feel like the track drags on like a little longer than it needs to. Not that yeah. it sounds bad though, and like not that I wasn't enjoying it because I, I very much was. I've always really enjoyed this track, but it could have been just as good, if not better, as being like a minute and a half shorter. But I want to make it clear my score is unaffected by this. I just I just wanted to mention it, just like could have been better, a little shorter. Yeah. But here we are. It's fine, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. This is another video that has a a song that has a video to it. That's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. And it's just as foreboding as you think. They're all sitting in a cabin near the ocean and the cabin slowly starts to freeze over.
1: Oh, spooky. I want to check that
0: out. Oh, you should watch the video for uh, the spaces in between the very first music video. It's a, from second one. It's a fucking bloodbath him and mary queen are dead in the fucking hotel room and then it gets lit on fire while she's like her dead body's kind of singing like she looks the effects are good because she looks like she's on fire yeah it's fucking horrifying like trent's like face down in a puddle of blood and she's got like blood streaked against her and she's like laying back against the bed and then there's like a big fire that starts and burns to the ground oh my god intense video that that's how they debuted
1: my lord that's yeah holy shit
0: but then everyone's like oh trent Reznor doing dark things like of course he did but it's like no it was a a band the whole collective
1: yeah it's all it's a thing it's a thing it's not just
0: trent (laughs) i get it we love him but you got to give props to the other band members
1: yeah yeah i know a lot of bands that
0: are like that oh yeah all right so on to song number six on the wing
1: I like the vocals because they sound like they're singing to each other on the phone. And I like how muffled that is, but when they start to get, or I guess, I don't know, like a minute in or something they're clear so it kind of feels like they went from singing to each other on the phone to singing to each other face to face and they're like caressing each other's face and stuff and I'm kind of getting that vivid imagery uh it has Rubby like a dubby. <laughs> like a de- <laughs> that would have been like the best sound clip so please save that anyways uh it has a delicateness to it, even though my headphones were fucking rattling from the bass.
0: It was oh yeah, another one of those so tracks. Nice. Eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I only have one more note from this, and I thought I was going to get tired of the music, but not yet, to be honest. So, not yet.
0: I like. I only have a few notes for this one too. Uh, like this, at least at the point when I wrote this note, I did say it's like the least moody track on the album so far, because yeah, it. it Feels like it has something more of a romantic quality to it, yeah. although again, not doing a lyrical breakdown, so like I'm not certain what the song's about. But I don't know; it's it sounds pretty. <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, I do love the, like the palsy bouncy synth that adds that cool little harmony layer, like in the background of the entire thing. So that's pretty cool. And then yeah, the harmonies between like Mary Queen and Trent played out super well here. I thought that was great. I'm not sure it works so well being so heavily affected uh-huh. like that whole phone call, high pass quality type thing. I would have liked to have heard it clean all the way through, but I don't know, maybe that would have made it a little more boring, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to say, but yeah, because sometimes like the words were kind of inaudible because all you could hear was like the sound of the effect itself. It, it just got a little strange after a while.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I felt like the percussion seemed like a little aggressive for how relatively smooth and flowing this whole song was like, don't get me wrong, I love me some like heavily manipulated, affected drums, but like I don't know if it was the best particular choice for this song. Yeah, but maybe it's just me. I don't know.
1: Can't argue that.
0: And that's pretty much all I have for that one. Like, because uh, this is I won't spoil too much, but this is one of the tracks on the album where it's like not that I was disliking what I was hearing, but where you can definitely tell there was a change. In what was being presented on the album, I think that I think the next couple of songs are like the last remnants of like the first side type thing and then the side two thing, although it's past side two by that point, but like, after how long on song eight, like that's when things feel like they start changing up a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, well, I mean, I guess we can move on then. Yeah, anything you have to say. No, I I was just making sure you had nothing left to say for on the wing.
1: No, no, because if you had anything else to say, it's too late. All gone.
0: Hey, look at that. Pun.
1: Ah, finally. Did
0: we even do a pun last week? I'm disappointed if we didn't.
1: I feel like I tried to and then you yelled at me. So
0: like I always. Or
1: yeah, or it was the one before that, or the
0: one before that. Something along the lines of that. It's all the same in the end, anyways. Number seven, too late, all gone. Um, I really like the manipulated choppy vocal layers throughout the entire track it's just kind of like all over the place and I really like how that works it's very playful yet unsettling in a way and it gives you like a lot to take in to experience so I thought that was uh-huh. pretty neat um, the, but also too with the drums in this track like or the percussion samples whatever these are the kind of drums that could have been used in the previous track like it's it's not too aggressive at all it doesn't like pop out way too hard it's a great chill groove going through the entire track so i don't know it would have just worked better than the previous one but hey at least they used it here and it sounds good
1: mm-hmm. uh I, I i always kind of hear the vocals first obviously you kind of hear that and then you go every layer behind that um but my note for the vocals they have sort of a dismissive valley girl sass to them and I kind of like that where it's just it's very like I'm the boss and what I say goes type deal. And I kind of like that. Um, the squeaking is there. It's like really, really buried in the mix. Sounds like there's something behind me. And I had to take off my headphones multiple times to realize that it was in the song because it's like, you know, when someone's trying to talk to you and you're like, oh, OK, no what no no the headphones
0: it, are on shut up
1: yeah like it's actually in the song so that was a little unsettling because it just it felt like someone was talking to me I don't know weird um but uh yeah I like how this I guess as a whole so far is just kind of painting this landscape that I'm just in awe of because it's not like I don't know I I don't really know how to describe how it makes me feel, but. There's no like jabs and pokes. They're all just like rolling hills. I guess there's no like mountain peaks where they're like drastic rises, drastic drops. They're all just rolling hills. And it's all so delicate, but in a heavy and dark delicate, maybe with some dark clouds over those rolling hills. But I don't know. I, I like it. And it's not aggressive with my ears or with my attention you know it's i i don't know how else to describe that so that's where
0: it stays well it's interesting about the uh, the imagery you describe and how like you see like the hills and everything the clouds i'll just point to the cover again and, like even, <laughs> even on the back like yeah. it's all stylized as like a crt tv type thing yeah like, really glitchy and like weird shit so like this is the if i saw landscape it'd be like with these effects on it type thing
1: yeah yeah
0: so you see like those rolling hills, but it's just like, tz, 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 like just like going all crazy.
1: Yeah. And it's not, it's not aggressive. It's just unsettling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with the song too, uh, it's a very super catchy chorus. Love it. It's really easy to go by the multiple, multiple vocal layers really like make it sound really lush. And I really like that. It just sounds like there's so much more to it than there actually is. So mm-hmm. I think they did a great job in production for it. Uh, the last leg of the track really allows you to appreciate the things that happened in the background of this song because uh-huh. it's really kind of dreamy and fun. And it's, it's kind of like the, the last leg of the song is literally just like everything that happens in the background minus the like the lead front vocals. So like, again, you get to hear a lot more of what's happening behind the scenes there. And I don't know. I really appreciate production like this. I think it sounds great.
1: Yeah. Yep. I can agree with that. And I don't have any more notes for or against that argument.
0: Good, because usually I have like long notes about this or maybe you do sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. And I look at my notes and think to myself, how long are these notes? There you go. There's my pun. Oh,
1: I, my God. I was with you. And then when you said that, I was like, oh, my God, he's not even being serious. Nope. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all
0: right. So song number eight. Hey, we all, uh, we got to get at least one each out each week. Okay. Like, that's just that's the rule true. now.
1: like I'm always so proud of myself when I do it. And then when you do it, I'm like
0: grown
1: or well,
0: we're, we're discussing each other when we do it.
1: Yeah. This, I guess this it's kind is, of the point
0: at this point. This is
1: this this is true this is true. All
0: right. All right, song number 8, the actual real single from this particular album, How Long. First note, from the first bar it
1: sounds very radio friendly. Um uh, just the harmonizing with the How Long at the beginning. I'm like, "Oh no, oh no.
0: Oh no, I'm um, going to like it." <laughs>
1: no, okay. I uh, Okay. The layered chorus vocals along with the melody are very poppy and I'm not sure I'm getting into it. Shocker. I know. I just, it didn't speak to me. Um, It was just kind of like a, Hey, we have to put something on here to like appeal to more people. So we're going to do this. Um, I don't know if, I don't know, I guess, her prior band or musical stylings in general, maybe they're along the same lines as this. I don't know, Um, but I didn't really like this one until the vocals ended. Uh, I did like those higher tone clinks and clanks that are added in, like literally industrial (laughs) because it feels like someone went to a basement and just started clanking utility pipes. Down for that, wasn't really down for the song as a whole. No more notes.
0: Oh man, that's strange because we then we have complete opposite notes on this then. <laughs> first off, my first note actually says, I've always joked about how the opening line, how long has the right harmony and tone to one day be programmed as my news, the new sound for my doorbell.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> button, yeah. How long? I'll get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. Or it's like the Simpsons where it's just like a 20 minute song.
0: Or that when the their doorbell broke and it was, why do birds suddenly appear?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, this really feels like some sort of modern version of, like, 80 synth synthwave to me. I, th- I thought yeah. it worked out perfectly. Another display of, like, some great clean vocals as well. So just, I don't know, there's a lot to take in for that first little portion. So this is where I guess you said you didn't like the song, but then I I said this about it, and I'm going to read it verbatim too. The chorus is excellent. A master class in making a well-layered track, excellent use of harmony, and really knowing how to utilize the background sounds to their advantage. The piano under everything really anchors it all so well. I think there's just so much going on.
1: For somebody, myself, who normally picks the singles, and someone like you... Who doesn't really like sometimes, but not often? Why do we have differing opinions on the only single on the album? I'm starting to feel like it's just by design at this point.
0: But that's what makes it so good, though. So that way, one of us can at least have something better or negative to say about it.
1: <laughs> this is, I guess, this is true. It's just the opposite sides of the coin. But like, could we get on the same goddamn side of the coin at least once?
0: <laughs> <laughs> may i point you to daughters eagles i mean oh, like we've done not. it in the past they were,
1: they were so far away like can we do it now like like just change your opinion to my opinion and we'll be fine
0: didn't we recently just have a number one that matched or something like that I i don't even remember anymore
1: yeah i don't remember i 40th. remember
0: the, like what episode is which but i can't remember yeah. the order of songs anymore uh,
1: we're we're on our 40th episode my memory's slipping it's just dementia. like a 40
0: year old. Yeah. What's up Gen Xers? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, we've reached you now. Oh,
1: oh no, the millennials are turning 40 now.
0: I guess so, but now we we still have like the uh the last of the Gen Xers who are or like yeah, the uh the last ones before they became millennials. Yeah. What's what's there's a that sub level of like between Gen X and millennial. There's like a name for it. I don't remember what it is. I don't
1: know. I thought Millennials started in like 1982 or 1983.
0: There's like there's no positive classification i see it different everywhere like as far as i'm concerned uh millennial started in 85 oh so but i could be wrong too i don't know
1: knowing me i'm just offended by everything so
0: so you're a boomer okay gotcha
1: (laughs) yes yes Uh, now now give me my my cheap houses please
0: give me yeah give me free money yes Uh, So this song, I think, is perfect for its length, considering it's only 3 minutes and 54 seconds, so it gets out of the way pretty easy. It's pretty much the exact length that it needs to be. It's not too short, so you aren't left wanting more. It's not too long, so it doesn't drag on and get boring. So I I definitely think that they constructed the song very well in a very smart way, but you seem to disagree.
1: I, I do, and what do you expect? My music taste is
0: trash. That's why I'm here. And if you refer to my name on screen, once again, undisputed best RTR host. And that there's a reason for that.
1: Uh, my opinions might be trash, but at least I'm funny. Uh, uh, you know what? There's There are some times that's heavily debated.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I get I, one two punch. Got to get it going. That's that's fine. Easily offended. It's fine.
1: All right. Anyways, two.
0: Well, yeah. Two, uh, anyways, uh, something something pun strings and attractors. Number nine strings and attractors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> something something about farm tractors is really where I would I would have gone with this. Um, so the uh, again bleeps and bloops of this definitely sounds like it's going to go into terrible lie, and I'm. I'm into it. It's Mm. just like, do, 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 that. I'm into it. Just Whatever that, that tone. I liked it then like it now.
0: Well, again, we do have the man that kind of wrote that. So yeah, that definitely works. Yeah. I, uh, and then he told people don't think of nine inch nails when you listen to this project.
1: Well, I mean, it took me this long for me to even see any sort, not, see any similarity but a distinctive enough one that I know what track it came from or at least the track to reference so
0: mm, fair enough
1: yeah
0: um this might be weird to say out loud concerning how far into the album that we are now and what we've already experienced with this album but this track kind of feels like it's trying a little too hard to use as many electronic glitch noises as possible <laughs> yeah. The, yeah I don't know th- this one like I, I haven't thought this once in this entire project, but once I get to this song, it's just like they're really trying to push that as hard as they can. I like I, I don't know. Like it just felt like they were just doing everything and throwing everything they had left in their sample bin like yeah. right into this and just trying to use it. Um, but the chorus really grounds everything out nicely. Uh, you have this very silky smooth vocal delivery, which sounds really pretty in this like quick pulsing bass. That's kind of like acting like a smooth ride out behind it. So I, I really like that. The chorus is probably my favorite part of the song. Um, I do like some of the ideas in the song and I liked how some of them were presented, but this song really lacked too much of a wow factor that the first half of the album had. So this is definitely one of those, you can tell it's side B type albums Yeah. or songs. I mean, this one of the songs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I felt like this song was shorter than it was, but I really enjoyed the ending. I really... <laughs> okay, so I, I don't know, again, I don't know what sounds there are, what samples, anything, but it sounded like a flute or some sort of woodwind on top of everything, just sort of suddenly, and it was at the end of the song, and I really hope that if they played this live, they had someone come out and play the flute to it. I would have loved, oh, I would have loved to see that. Um, But yeah, I could listen to the end on loop forever while doing work like just that end and like I guess the ring out instrumental just over and Hmm. over and over. I like that. And uh, yeah, I'm really starting to enjoy the slower, smooth vocals against the like moderately frantic noise, I guess, music sounds.
0: Yeah, like the crazier parts of the album.
1: Yeah, but like the singing is still so flowy and dreamy. I'm like ooh, I like I like Yeah,
0: cuz that that's definitely her comfort zone in singing, I'm guessing. Like I know a little bit about West Indian girl like the band she came from prior to 9inches and Indian prior to meeting Trent Reznor.
1: Oh.
0: Um they're like an indie act, like indie oh. rock and everything like that. And I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of their music, but yeah, she's you like your typical background singer and everything like that. I don't know. Haven't heard a lot of their tracks. Maybe she takes lead on some, but it it yeah. felt different than it does on here. Yeah. Probably because she was given more creative freedom. So she's like able to just kind of go with what she likes rather than like, okay, you got to do the part like this because it'll match what these guys are doing. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Just let your, let your freak flag fly.
0: Right? Sure. Why not? Yeah. I tell her that you call her a freak that's whatever all then move on to song number 10 we fade away and actually i'll make a quick note too because you mentioned prior like oh, i want someone else to come out on stage play the flute yeah uh, oh yeah this song has technically a fifth person on it alessandro cortini who's the synth synth guy and like programmer guy of nine inch nails like their, their live performance uh and he helped uh write this song as well
1: we don't want you to think of nine inch nails, brings in members of nine inch nails. Here's
0: three-fifths of nine inch nails. <laughs> and God. here's our art director.
1: <laughs> I, now I don't want you guys to compare us to Rush, but we've replaced the drummer. It's like with Meg this, White. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Pull back. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard not to not to think of that when you have so many people that contribute that contribute. To that sound like it's just it's i don't know it's, it's hard not. well
0: and you know when they tour they're like most of the fan base in the crowd is going to be nine Nails fans
1: yeah oh definitely
0: like it, it, if nine channels didn't exist and how to destroy angels came out of nowhere not to say that they wouldn't do well because like they would still definitely find the crowd and i'd probably be one of them yeah. but i do like the music but like it wouldn't the crowd wouldn't be nearly as big because like who's trent reznor like,
1: would would you like this music as much as you do now if Nine Inch Nails didn't exist because you had that exposure to them before, like to sort of prep your tastes for this?
0: I think so, only because like there were bands I already liked, like prior to Nine Inch Nails that caught me. That, that got me kind of used to the sound of industrial music, like, you yeah. know, I, I heard Marilyn Manson a long time ago, I heard industrial metal, like, you know, Ministry and Mushroom Head and everything like that. I, I heard Skinny Puppy, so like, I knew what industrial yeah. was, but like Nine Inch Nails was like my launching pad into really enjoying industrial rock. And like, I mean, the Downward Spiral was like everyone's introduction to mainstream industrial music, so yeah. That's, I think that's why I ended up loving it as much as I did because of that launching pad. But if not, I would have, but it just would have been a slower approach.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. All right. So number 10, now that we can finally start talking about it. We fade away. Um, again, the piano work is great in the song. I really do like it. And I've mentioned before about Trent's like weird ways of composing music. Trent always has such a way of making these really strange and off-putting piano melodies. He does it in Nine Inch Nails too. He's done any soundtrack work and he does it here and it just... It works every single time, mm-hmm. even if it sounds similar to something he's already done, something about it just its always so cool to hear that. I'm never tired of it yeah. um, and uh, more mental imagery for you. This song makes me feel like I'm drifting through a lit, dimly lit void of fog and pulsing lights in the distance.
1: <laughs> Ooh. I got the beeping throughout is like a hospital machine and demons are singing light and delicate to you. To and you're
0: fading away. So there you go. You're losing consciousness.
1: Backing you to hell. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or whatever dark pit lies for you after life. Anyway, <laughs> talking Oof. about industrial music, we got to get dark and Gothic for a minute.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I find that these longer songs, like I said, they aren't feeling as long as they did when I first heard them. Again, don't know if I'm just learning what to expect or if I'm actually starting to like them this is definitely the one that I felt that the first time because it is over three and a, or three six and a half
0: yeah let's say a little longer
1: <laughs> oh my lord but it didn't feel like that to me at all which is cool um now I do have sort of a I guess a question but I'm gonna let you finish your uh your take on it before I kind of start
0: Talking. Okay well we're gonna have to play a little bit of tennis here because I'm gonna read yeah. one note then you can ask your question because then I have an inquiry to Nine Inch Nails fans like an honest to God I need an answer to this inquiry. Okay. But that'll be the last part so the, the only other note I have I mean there, actually there's a there's a couple notes I have here okay. Uh. So I'm just going to read them since I'm just staring at them now. There's a guitar that sounds like a wailing creature of some sort in the background. It's a great addition as it adds so much more to an already tense feeling atmosphere. That is cool. I love when they do those like textural guitar things that just sound like wailing. But it, sound, it sounds so distant too. So that's what makes it really unsettling.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, you, you mentioned that you didn't so much mind the time of the track and everything like that. I said that as much as I liked how this song was taking us on a journey like a very weird journey it may have gone on a little too long like it feels suited to be in a movie soundtrack at this point uh and saying that point though is, is pretty interesting because this is around the time that trent and atticus were doing a lot more movie scoring like yeah. they did the social network the girl with the dragon tattoo et cetera, et cetera. so you can definitely tell that soundtrack frame of mind was coming into this album at this point yeah
1: interesting all right my turn my turn yes all right, now, I uh, one comment, one question. So there's always something about muffled yelling in heavier songs that makes me feel like super uncomfortable, but in the same way is like a thrilling movie is uncomfortable. I know I said that prior, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like that sort of distant screaming that you hear in the woods kind of thing where it's just like, you don't know why it's happening or where it's coming from. And you're just confused, but like a adrenaline rush kind of confused.
0: I I made that note earlier about the sky began to scream the sky, you hear the sky screaming and you don't know where the hell it's coming from.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's, there's just something about that, like muffled yelling into a megaphone, like even some of those Tomahawk songs, I'm like, ah, like it wasn't as bad because like, you could definitely tell that it fit but just like the actual screaming is like, oh my God, it's scary. Yeah, I like yeah. it, but it's scary. Now, it's a sort of a train of, uh, I guess, stream of consciousness. Uh, when listening to this, I think making music like this is probably easy, but then I hear these noises that kind of dip in and out. Like, Where would you even get these sounds? What are they? Are they making them themselves? I wonder if this is from like a digital database or if they're organically made, like some of them, like I said, prior, I've, I feel like I've heard before, maybe sampled in a different song. Maybe it is a Nine Inch song. I don't know. Maybe it's just a familiar sound, but some of them I'm like, what is this? Like where, where does, where does it get this from? I need to
0: know. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I have a partial answer for you, I guess. Good. Um and not for not for everything though, but in this isn't so much related to this album as it is just how they get certain sounds in general. Yeah. Um so Trent Maticus did the score for the movie Gone Girl, another David Fincher picture. I've um,
1: actually seen that movie.
0: And yeah, so they scored that one. Interesting. Um, there was like a behind the scenes on how they did the composition and everything like that for the music and one of these things that he had was like this wooden block that had all these like loose metal fibers on them just sticking up and he would just like drag his fingers across and it kind of gives these weird textual sounds and every once in a while he'd like just hammer his hand on the side of it to kind of give a thumping sound yeah and so like you can actually hear that in the soundtrack too if you listen closely enough so there are things that they can do practically just depending on what they have in the studio. Uh, yeah. Some things can be done, obviously done digitally, but yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you what's what and like, unless they kind yeah. of show you the behind the scenes of it. Yeah. But yeah, just watching that part in the studio when he's like, he put like a, a, like a cloth along the side and like took a hammer and hit it too. Just like giving it like a different type of like texture when you're hitting it rather than just your, your fist. Yeah.
1: That's so like- they def-
0: They definitely have ways of doing it.
1: That's that's the kind of child that would just be loud and make noise and knock things and stuff and then turn into a multi-million dollar, what, Oscar winning artist. Yeah. Like, wow, that's that's wild. It's just wild.
0: I'll, I'll share a little anecdote because uh, it's very much related. So um, to those of you who don't know, I'm a type one diabetic and I've been so, f- uh, let's see here. 22 years now yeah it's been fun um so i spent a week in the children's hospital when i was first diagnosed because obviously like my parents had to go through an education course blah 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 whatever and during that week like they it was like mainly it was turning into a children's hospital at that point so it was like more suited to kids like me i was like nine or ten at the time yeah but regardless um they had this piano in the like the the play area that there was like a tv there was toys and like video games and stuff they also had a piano there and one day I just sit on the bench and like, I don't just do the the hand slamming thing and just do whatever. But like, I started just like hitting one note, like kind of like letting it drone and just like hitting it different ways to hear the texture. And then I start like tapping parts of the piano that aren't keys. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like experimenting with sound in my head as such a young kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going with it. But like, I liked this feeling of doing it. One of the nurses came up to me and told me to stop and get off the piano. <laughs> Ah, oh, you ruined my creativity. But I, oh, I never forgot that. Just like how it made me feel. It's like I wasn't really doing anything, but what I was doing was just like discovering the textures. And I was just like, I like this. I like what I'm doing. And then that would follow me later through life when I make my own music. And I, yeah. I do that kind of stuff now.
1: Just like lit up that part of your brain that you've never asked, accessed before.
0: Like, there was a song I never ended up releasing, I'll just say this real quick, where I literally record, I, I took like a big jug of vegetable oil and a broom handle and started hitting it, and it kind of gave this like wavy bass drum sound, and yeah. I actually, I, I utilized and I used it, I just never released the song, but it was a really cool uh, sample to use.
1: Interesting. Well, if you sign up to our Patreon, Chris will release that song.
0: It's a good thing we don't have a Patreon, so <laughs> I don't have to release it. That's a coffee, you fake. Good thing <laughs> I lost the song. Alrighty then. So just before we move on, I do now have an inquiry to any Nine Inch Nails fans that might be listening, especially like the, the like the deeper Nine Inch Nails fan, not just like the surface level ones. Not to make fun of people, but I'm gonna need the 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 hardcore fans here. So I'm gonna read this right off the page because it's like a paragraph here. So to all the Nine Inch Nails fans out there who also like this project. I have a question is there a thematic tie-in to this album at all and not just because trent's part of it and he's got like familiarity like and you can hear nine and chanel stuff in it no i ask because at the end of this song in particular you can hear mary queen sing the lines i can't seem to tell if i'm dreaming anymore and then at the end of the song burning bright from nine Nail's 2016 ep not the actual events trent is heard in the same low-pass muffled style of singing saying i can't tell if i'm dreaming anymore like, am I missing a connection here? Please let me know, because then I also, as I was finishing writing up that note, I also realized he whispers breathe a lot in this song towards the end, too. It's like, don't forget to breathe, like, or just just keep breathing, or just breathe, or something like that. And he does that in Burning Bright as well, where he, in the chorus, he's saying breathe, breathe, breathe. And so, like, there's so many similarities that it, it's got to be more than just a coincidence, so... Uh-huh. I need Nine Schnell sluice to break this down for me. Is there a tie-in? Is this just way too impossibly coincidental? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of tie-ins here.
1: Okay. So now this is coming from someone who isn't at all who you were talking to, but just all of those, like uh what is it? AR ARG stuff that they did for year zero. Year hey. zero yeah. <laughs> I I do not think that anything is done without purpose or with without deep, deep thought. So oh. I would say there is highly likely that there is some sort of really, really intricate web.
0: There was a decade after year zero that anything Trent released, especially Nine Nails albums, fans would try to find some sort of correlation to Year Zero. I was like, this has to fit somehow. This has yeah. to be part of it, even though really te- 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 uh, technically it wasn't. Yeah. But, I mean, and then later, though, he I think he, he was fucking with people because there was an EP called Ad Violence where um, the just the image of the album alone referenced some things from Year Zero and people fucking, like, blew their loads going nuts. Uh, but, like, I don't think it had anything to do with Year Zero, but just I think he threw it in there just to mess with people
1: interesting
0: so yeah year zero is just one of those stories that'll never die no matter what like if Ni releases nelton tomorrow people will be like well this correlates to this from year zero so that has to be the same story yeah like one of those weird
1: things oh my god all of these letters are uh are capitalized in the liner notes it must mean something we just have to unscramble it or it's an anagram and it's like it's not.
0: Trent released album in 2022 and that's when year zero is supposed to take place. Confirmed.
1: Oh my God. Hashtag Illuminati. All
0: right. We're almost at the end here. Uh, so <laughs> we can just keep going. Cause I, yeah. uh, I feel like this is going to be like a longer episode just for these tangents.
1: Uh, that's fine.
0: Number 11, recursive self improvement.
1: All right. So would you like me to just spew all of my comments at once?
0: Do it because mine are pretty short too.
1: All right. Okay. So number one, Oh, hell yes. It feels like a retro video game tune. Uh, I already listened to an artist that makes songs like this, except theirs are just a little bit more like ting-tingy. I don't know how to describe that. There's not a lot of like bass in it, but I really like this. Uh, It reminds me of a jungle or a safari with large imposing animals with some noise, like uh, with some of the noises being made. Wow, I do not know how to spell. Um, Take a deep breath. I, I wrote nosies so no noises. Um, I am definitely digging this and it may not be a shock because this is primarily an instrumental track, but I mean come on. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. it's I don't know it's it doesn't feel like dark and heavy, but it still feels like, heavy but kind of on the bright side. I guess. I don't know. I'm into it. I liked it. Yay. Yay. We're opposite, aren't
0: we? This was us for how long? Uh, This is us for recursive (laughs) self-improvement. All right, now I'll go. Oh, my Lord. This really feels like it's deeper into soundtrack territory rather than anything of substance on an album. Not much happening throughout this one. A lot of minimal synth sequencing with a lot of electronic tight drum loops. As compared to the rest of the album I'm not certain what this track was trying to do it feels like a demo that acted as a sound test six and a half minutes was far too long for a song that didn't do much and something uh, some of the layers work and that was enjoyable but not enough to enjoy the song as a whole there you go i hate this show i know you do <laughs> it, don't worry it hates you too <laughs> i can feel it Oh, Lord. Oh, well, you know what? That's fine. I liked it. It was cool. And I mean, like, yeah, you you, you kind of, you, not totally, but you kind of shot on how long. And I mean, I, I did nothing but praise it. So we got to go opposite somehow.
1: All right, good. Cause we only have two more songs. So if we could just agree on these, we're good to go.
0: I guess that's where we find out. So song number 12, penultimate track, another one of the singles from the N-O-M-N EP, The Loop Closes. So,
1: Uh, just going back to the whole, you know, it's really funny that you actually, uh, gave, gave that sort of anecdote about, uh, the piano and hitting different places on it and kind of discovering that because that's exactly what I put in here. It feels like they're using all pieces of a piano, like hitting the side of it for the beat, the keys themselves, and perhaps hitting the strings inside for a different sound because it all kind of sounded like the same thing, but just different variations of the same sort of sound. Cool. I like that. And the dance beat that comes in two minutes, or comes in two minutes in, is a nice change. And it just sort of, I don't know, I don't really know if it brings up the tempo, or if it artificially does, but whatever it is, it makes it feel i don't know more
0: i think it's artificial because i think it just remains the same pace the entire song but like yeah yeah, it does feel like there's a bit of a pickup
1: yeah and it's nice because it it's not as i i don't want to say that it would have been boring but it definitely adds something it just it adds
0: yeah yeah Yeah. um so yeah i don't really have many notes for this song to uh this one kind of gave off the same feelings as the previous track but the difference is that it did it differently though which is a positive thing yeah. it built itself up and found itself getting gradually more exciting so like it's it, it, when it started it gave me like the vibes of the self-improvement song but it got better as it went so it is different in that sense Uh, It felt like it was getting a little tenser as it progressed, which I really, truly enjoy. I like how it's just kind of like building. It's like where is this leading? Uh Uh, I like the spacing and layering of sounds in this one. Yeah, it it does sound like a piano built into some monkey bars. And so then you just get a kid to play the piano on the monkey bars while banging it too. So that definitely works. Uh, The downfall of the song, though, is that the buildup didn't really feel like it had much of a payoff at the end. Like, it, it... it never really truly felt like it achieved the climax it was going for haha <laughs> funny joke <laughs> but no for real though like usually there is some sort of like climactic moment where like the bill pays off a lot and this one that wasn't it like it felt like it was at the top and it was like ready to like drop that base but then first off don't drop that base second off like it just i don't know it it kind of just blue balled me left it left me hanging for a while because like nothing paid off in the end and that's what frustrated me about it like I don't mind the song but just the ending like should have done something different
1: yeah maybe that that kind of goes along with uh with my, one of my notes where it does have an ending feel to it like it's more concluding than it is sort of I I, I wrote story starting but I don't really know how to describe that where it's like it it feels like all of the stuff has already happened and you're coming down from it. So maybe that's kind of that sort of feel where it's not going anywhere. It's just sort of settling down. Yeah. Um, and my last note is I'd like to see this song sped up and played over that video, of the cyberpunks dancing under the bridge.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're referencing too.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. But you have to speed up the song to match the tempo, but I could totally
0: see that. The cyber goth homeless rave. <laughs> what are we all doing under a bridge? I don't know. Satan told us to be here. <laughs> he never showed up though. <laughs> I
1: had a full of water the whole time. Oh my God.
0: And I was trying um, to get you to spit it out too.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then it's like the computer catches on fire. Oh my God. I, over, that's fine. I just imagined that they were there because the aliens told them that's where the rapture would have been.
0: Well, we we can mention Alien, but that was last week with Bush, because that was the last song on Bush's 16 Stone album that we did. Yeah, it was the last. It was the last song. More or less, yes. <laughs> but now we're actually on the real last song of this album, though. Number 13, Hollowed Ground. And I will mention real quick too, in case anyone's like got the vinyl like I do, no uh God, what are those other two songs called? We're not doing the provinces of fear and unintended consequences. Those are like a vinyl only release, not official album. so this is the final song of the album.
1: Yes. Um, I don't really have much to say about this one other than, again, I did say that uh, mentioning that it's droning, just I can't really articulate another word for it, but it's not in a negative connotation. Uh, it does feel like white noise in a way that it's just, I could just listen to it and it could just keep playing and it's fine. Um I find that the vocal or female vocals have been very pleasant this whole time. And that is just encapsulating the entire album. Uh, It was nice to hear some vocalizations, just some, you know, not any, just not a lot of discernible words, if any. Um, And I do wish that the rain came in a few bars earlier because it did come in at the end because it would have been nice to have it ring out a little bit more because I feel like it came in and then stopped. But if it had maybe amped up maybe two bars beforehand, I feel like I would have gotten a little bit more of a payoff. But aside from that, I very much like this song.
0: Yeah. And even before you hear the rain at the end of the track, like you do hear the thunder kind of come in uh, earlier in the song too. Yeah, it is. It's easy to miss if you're not paying attention or anything like that. Because it's it's not like, in your ear like booming but just like definitely in the background and they kind of did it again at the end so it's like oh i heard that before okay Uh, so there's definitely some thunder in there somewhere so maybe there was a rain throughout the entire track but it was so subtly just didn't hear it
1: Ooh, okay i'm gonna have to listen to that again because like i said i could just i could put this on and just like do some work and normally i can't really listen to music while i'm well certain music while i'm working because i pay far too much attention to the music itself than i do to what i'm doing but i felt like this song was definitely something that like i could listen to while reading and i wouldn't be distracted which is nice and that doesn't happen often so when i find something like that it's on the playlist for sure cool yeah
0: um yeah, like uh and I mean with with the name like Hollowed Ground like any mental imagery I would get from the song it feels like this was in like a a burial ground in the forest that has like ruins around it and everything like that or just some sort of like like witchcraft or paganry <laughs> stuff like I don't know so something ritualistic. Yeah, yeah. Like that that's kind of what it feels like but like there's no one there though. It's kind of like the ceremony's already over and like it's just it's a dark rainy night in the forest and you're just kind of seeing the aftermath of what happened.
1: Oh yeah, like the stones arranged in a circle and stuff. You
0: see like dry blood on the side of a rock like...
1: So you can only just assume what happened.
0: Yeah, you you don't know who's dead, what's dead, if anyone's dead. You just... Yeah. And then you see like, yeah, piles of rock and leaves and sticks and you see the Blair Witch symbol somewhere. I don't know. Something
1: and, then, like that. and then it goes into that music video you were describing where they're all bloody and they made it to a hotel room and then, you know, everything flows into each other. Oh, well, except
0: actually that would be even funnier because or funnier and like not haha funny, but like ironic funny because in the video when they're both dead like they had looked like they had just gotten married because she's in like the bridal gown. He's like in his like oh. suit and they're both like dead. So, and it looks like, Ooh. like, you know, killed by jealous lovers or something or ritualistic lovers. Rich. Ooh, Spooky. All right. So Hollowed ground, uh, seven minutes, and 19 seconds, quite the long song. Um, mm-hmm. it starts off with this very brain splitting synth based tone that kind of starts it off. Like, I don't know. Like it was hard for me to listen to in headphones at times. Like I'm not super sensitive to the sound, but like something about the tone of it's like really just, Split my hemispheres there. Yeah, um, that on top of the like the frail piano and the ghostly background singing that you do hear throughout the track, it didn't fit as well as hope as uh, it didn't fit as well as I would hope or want it to. Not that it was bad, but just again, just that particular bass to start everything off like set me off on the wrong foot. We'll just say that much. Okay. But again, the piano work is great on this track. Like there isn't much going on with it, but at the same time, it's still impactful of how sparse it is. So I really appreciate that. Um, this is another track that more or less just plays with its soundscape a little bit, and it doesn't do too much as a song. As interesting as it started, and as some layers are, it's just another song that you don't get too much from realistically. Yeah. Like, you just get, like, a lot of this, like, I don't know, weird, silky, ethereal imagery in your head, maybe. Like, it's hard for me to, like, see anything too clearly, I guess. Yeah. But this song does have some like real end of credit vibes to it. This, the, as I said, like the ritual's over and you're just seeing shots of the aftermath. Maybe while credits are kind of going down the screen or something like that. Yeah. One of those deals. I think that's pretty cool, and it plays into the theme of being a soundtrack type song too. So like as I said with other songs, it kind of sounds like it'd be on a soundtrack. Well, and and roll credits. Here we are yeah. with the final soundtrack song, so it definitely works. Yeah. Um, The last third was probably the better of the track, in my opinion. Like, not that the first two were bad, but like the last third, just, I don't know. It changed up just enough with like the harmonies and layering really kind of gave off this feeling of weird peace in a way. So maybe there is like a feeling of like concluding in there, I guess. Yeah. Or conclusion. Um, And I also just as a last note here. I noticed that Mary Queen starts singing the ending motif of Ice Age at the end of this song as well, Ooh. like the exact same one. So there's another callback. I didn't maybe there's a, maybe there is a connection in there somewhere. I don't know, but yeah, that motif definitely comes back. And so it's like, okay, that's really interesting. Cool. And yeah, the rainy ending is a really nice touch, and it makes it feel like a fading dream.
1: Yes, I like it. I can agree.
0: Quite a lot to say with that. Uh-huh. but I think we said all we need to say, cause we are at the end of the mm-hmm. album, how to destroy angels with welcome oblivion. We made it all the way 13 songs through. So thank you very much for sitting through and listening to the album and listening to us chat about it. And we pretty sure you have a lot to say about it too. So if you do make sure you hit like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow, and you let us know what you thought down in the comments below of wherever you're listening or over on our social medias, you know, all found out ratetherecord.ca. We are curious to hear what you have to say about it
1: yeah even if you don't agree with me which you should i'd like to know your opinions cuz uh like like chris had pointed out i have said that i'm glad that we do this and that my eyes are op- my ears are open to new things but uh my eyes should be open to others opinions so i'd like to know what they are
0: exactly and because we have no end in sight like you kind of just have to keep opening your ears to new things you have no choice anymore oh you, no you signed on for the long game
1: Oh, no. Is that why you wanted my signature? Fuck.
0: That's why I made you sign in blood.
1: God damn it. God damn I thought it was just some sort of cool thing. I didn't realize it was- oh, Yeah, you could cu-
0: cut over your palms and shake hands. No, shit. Like, there's a reason why I got you sign in blood. I wanted to be blood brothers. Well, that's too bad, because you can't be a brother. You identify oh. as a woman, so you can't be a brother.
1: Damn it, you're right. Fuck.
0: Blood, yeah, why did I think of that? Blood siblings, maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something like, although that has more of a, an actual meaning to it, though. And we are definitely not blood relatives.
1: Yeah, no, not at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, weird twist episode 40. We're related. <laughs> <laughs> it took this long in this show to find out. Oh, oh my God. Kofi video. We take a 23 and me. Oh, oh boy. My God. Yeah, How there's your bonus be- content. I've already done it. So if you've done it, but then we just got to match and see how closely related we are.
1: I've never done it. Oh, okay. I, I keep saying that that's the government's way to get my DNA to clone me. And nobody needs that. Well, so. they
0: have my DNA. Like, do you know how many blood tests I've done in my life? They have my fucking blood. They have oh, my spit. Yeah. They have everything. So whatever. If they're going to yeah the government wants my shit, they have it. They want they want my fingerprints all over money and my phone and whatever. So whatever. God,
1: they- they probably have my urine too. So I mean,
0: oh, well, if you've if you've gone to the hospital and done urine tests, yeah. then yeah, you, you don't know what they do afterwards. Have you ever done a stool sample? They have that too. I... <laughs> they have. You fucking perverts. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> moving on. Well, we've discussed the album as much as we possibly can right now, but there's still well, I was gonna say one thing, but two things left to do. One of those things are song rankings, so we'll jump into that. Above our head, booms. Graphic has graphics have changed. There we go. There are names, there are numbers, and now there needs to be more names in the, in the ways of song titles, because we need to find out what's the worst and what's the best, although there's not really a worst, but you know what we mean, top to bottom type thing, or vice versa. Yes. Woo. Thank you for enforcing my words.
1: No problem. I got a hair in my mouth. I'm sorry. Wonderful. Ugh. Ugh. Shave your Every, tongue. Everyone needed to know <laughs> that. No, I what I do is I groom the back of my cat's head, so sorry. Sorry. She does it to me. I do it. her.
0: Oh, do you have like a sandpaper tongue like a cat does? Yes. Excellent. That's yeah. why I feel so weird when they lick you. But anyways, that's <laughs> the anatomy of a cat. We're actually ranking songs now, so we should go ahead and do that. Yes. I will get it all kicked off by first saying.
1: Damn
0: right, you will. I have like three question marks, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm not even going to guess. I I'm just going to leave it in limbo because for two of them you're like, well, I said this, you said opposite and then vice versa, so I don't even know. It, this could really go anywhere.
0: I'll say 2, and that's about it.
1: Uh, I'm going to Just have a one, number. <laughs> I'm going to say 1 to be optimistic. Oh, excuse me. But uh 0 is really where what I'm feeling.
0: Fair enough. But we had 0 last week and we can't possibly do it two weeks in a row, right? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's get it started now. So, I mean, no surprises here. Number 13, rec- recursive self-improvement. How long? That's funny. That is funny. This is not. Whatever, that's the start. It's not even a big deal. There's plenty of songs left. Like this one, number 12, Strings and Attractors. The loop closes. Loop. Loop my number 11 the loop closes strings and attractors oh look at that one off perfect
1: god damn it
0: strings number 10 on the wing
1: and the sky began to scream
0: no and the sky i like that one though it's not my i'll tell you right now it's not my number one but it's definitely way better than number 10 (laughs) number nine hallowed ground ice age number eight we fade away
1: hollowed ground
0: close number 7 the wake up
1: we fade away
0: <laughs> jesus see i did this last week i th- was it like with bush or something that i was like i was the one of like almost all of yours
1: i think it was a couple episodes ago maybe the yeah. white
0: stripes something like that it may,
1: might have been that one yeah it's a
0: little more safe to say that number 6 ice age
1: keep it together
0: <laughs> number 5 keep it together the wake up. That one's yeah. only a couple off. Yeah, it's just funny how close a lot of these are, even though over the last few weeks, like how close so many of these are, even though they don't match. Yeah, uh, uh, we have. Two more we can match okay. and we have only four songs left, so hold your breath. Number four, too late, all gone.
1: Welcome Oblivion.
0: <laughs> Zero. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. <laughs> number three, and this guy began to scream. Too late, all gone. <laughs> Fuck you and your one offs. Now it's not even funny anymore. Uh, number two, stupid. how long?
1: Really? On the wing.
0: And my number one was Welcome Oblivion.
1: Recursive self improvement. I swear to God, it's almost a flipped number one and number 13.
0: What a song to have number one though. This this is like just as shocking to me when like we did Pitch Shifter and you put in it as your number one. It's like it's <laughs> like it's literally the 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 opening menu music to Twisted Metal Three. I never played that. I don't have those memories. Yeah, but I can still tell you, it's like just little start menu music. It's not even a number one track.
1: Yeah, and I liked it.
0: God damn it! That's the. In it, it, Whatever, anyways. Yeah, another... God, our lifetime matches are sinking.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's your fault.
0: Sure it is. You're the one who's one off of all of mine.
1: You should let me go first so it doesn't appear as if it's my fault.
0: Well, some... The order's... It changes all the time anyways. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Oh, well, song rankings. Look at that. 0 for 13 <laughs> for a second consecutive week. It was also 13 songs last week. So we're over 26 in two weeks. Shut out twice. Amazing. <laughs> well, maybe just maybe our album rating will be a little closer together. I honestly don't think it will be. Uh-huh. But I, it proved me wrong. So I guess now's the time to do that. Let's transition screens and find the hell out. All uh-huh. right here we are at the album rating screen my goodness just getting jam-packed that b tier. i'm like i'm starting to get to the bottom half of the b tier now where i can just start putting albums underneath albums now (laughs) and of course last week we did bush 16 stone there it is in the c tier just between pitch shifter and nirvana Mm -hmm. so at the very least the color of the bush album kind of works with the pitch shifter one but it's a complete opposite of (laughs) nirvana there yeah but anyways, that's yeah, irrelevant because this yeah. week we need to put how to destroy angels somewhere on this list. I have my ideas of where this is likely going to end up, but we need to tell each other some scores to find out where it is going to go. And you can go ahead and go first because I did that last week.
1: I, You say that you have some idea of where it's going to go and then I'm going to come in and crush it with my 76.15. It's actually not that bad.
0: I, I honestly thought that you weren't going to like this album that much.
1: Really? There's there is only, well, there's definitely one song I didn't like and I just, eh, I probably wouldn't listen to it. Although, although the uh, chorus melody does get stuck in my head and I resent it heavily.
0: Because it's very catchy. Oh, it is so catchy. And it's very easy to remember. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, that is slightly better. I mean, it is better by about four or five points because I I had you pegged down at 71 or 70. Nice. So uh, at least you would still been in B tier. But uh, mine is also in the B tier sitting at 78.46%.
1: Oh, my God. I would have thought like 82.
0: Nice. Trust me. I thought so, too. But it was the back half of the album that kind of slogged a little bit for me. Yeah especially rec- uh, recursive there being like the lowest scored song and that, that kind of tanked it, but the top two songs, uh, got tens. All
1: so, right. All right. That hurts. Yeah. Okay.
0: That means it's somewhere in the B column. I mean, it's obviously in the B plus part of the column at 77.30%. It's going to be up here somewhere.
1: I'm really sorry, Kevin Gilbert, but you're being knocked down a, a peg here. It is, you. wait, you said 77. Yes, Kevin Gilbert and Cynic. So in Between
0: that, so it's going to be like here. Right
1: there.
0: Yeah. Something along the lines of that. So, hey, just moving on up, which means I'm not going to do it here on stream, but because it's going to take a little too long. The Red Hot Chili Peppers will be the first B-tier album to be moved down to section two. <laughs> we have so many beard B-tier albums that like we literally have to split it in half now.
1: Uh, that's that's okay. They all can't be top line B tier winners.
0: But hey, it'll be number one on section B of B tier.
1: This <laughs> it. This is true.
0: This is true. Oh, surprise! Season two has another B tier album. But whatever, it's okay. You know what? B plus tier. I can handle it. Up yeah. there, seventy seven point three percent. A lot better than I thought it was going to end up. I thought it was going to be lower B tier because, as I said, I I thought you were going to. Had it like 71 or something.
1: Yeah, no, I thought that you were going to rate it in the 80s. So that was kind of surprising. But yeah, no, I, there were uh, there were a lot of songs that when I liked them, I liked them. And I really just didn't like one.
0: So. Well, you don't have to be secretive about it. It was how long. Oh, was
1: it? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But it's just still, it makes me feel bad. You make me feel bad. Stop it.
0: Good, I'm doing my fact- job then.
1: The fact that you put it so high up and I put it last and then my number one you put last is just it's I
0: don't know. Very telling.
1: Yeah. It's it hurts.
0: Well, and also so is all of our one-offs that we've been doing like for the last few weeks now. Yeah. But yeah, that's where the album's going to end up today. So now you know where it is. Thank you very much for getting this far and checking it out with us. Yeah. Make sure you let us know in the comments down below where you would have rated it. Do you agree with us, disagree? We always want to know your opinion. So again, let us know down below. Let us know over on social media, which you can find over at ratetherecord.ca. All of our social medias are over there. We're only on like three or four anyways, it's not that big of a deal. And even our email, yeah. rate the record or just rate the record at gmail.com. I don't remember anymore.
1: Yes. But you can also email us from ratetherecord.ca. So if you don't remember rate the record at gmail.com, just go to the website. You'll find everything.
0: That is factual. All the streaming links, all the social medias, emails, Kofi.com slash rate the record. It's all over there and the request oh, yeah. form, because you know, we do yeah. like to do requests. So by all means, the request form is over there. It's also in the description down below, regardless of where you find it, you can request them. You know, we'll take into consideration if, and if we like you enough, we'll go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You will have to provide your, uh, your sin number or whatever the American equivalent is. Um, and then, we will consider it.
0: But also, too, we need the uh, sixteen digits on your credit card and the three yes. digits on the back. Uh, this is just—it's—we're it's not, not going to like steal from you. It's just for security purposes. That's all. We just, you know,
1: just to make sure that you're not a robot, right?
0: And if Savannah happens to have a soundboard the following week, <laughs> uh, it's just completely coincidental. <laughs> it's all good. Ah, I gave myself away from laughing. Damn it. Something along the lines of that. Yep. But yeah, let us know what you thought. Where would you rank songs? Where would you rate the record? We're very curious to hear it. So by all means do that. So I guess this is where we can let you go. But before we do that, there's always one last thing we like to do. And that's to give you a little hint, little teaser, a little uh, something, something to go on for next week's episode, which just so happens to be a request. Speaking of that request form. Ooh, I well, wonder what it is. Uh, Savannah, why don't you go ahead and try to let us know what it is.
1: This European band is named after a deity established by an occultist so notable, even Ozzy Osbourne sang about them. Cthulhu. Yes.
0: The octopus. (laughs) Well, it's silly. Metallica sang about Cthulhu, not Ozzy Osbourne. You got your clue wrong. Yeah, it
1: just shucks.
0: (laughs) Even though they spelt Cthulhu wrong, (laughs) which is great. Anyways, yeah, there is your uh, little uh, hint for next week. Uh, It is, again, request album, so look forward to that. And if you want to have your album requested, then by all means, send it in. We might do it. But until then, until we get to next week's episode, go ahead and go listen to some awesome music like today's How to Destroy Angels album. And we will see you next Monday. So take care, friends.
1: Bye-bye.